great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows. And I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much, Rita Cosby, for another great show. Folks, a bit later on this morning in our Chronicles of Dominic Carter, I will tell you, I will explain why on a human level. I am so proud of Sarah Palin. She has, whether she wins or loses this uh, libel suit, uh, defamation suit against the New York Times, in my book, she has already won. You have editors of the Times, you know, oh, it's my fault. No, no, it's not my fault. It's this one. It's that one. Pointing fingers. And uh, I say bravo. I really do to Sarah Palin. And I'll explain why, because it involves something called called malice when you're a, a public figure and uh, the, the burden of proof is much higher when you're a burden of proof, when, you, when it's a burden of proof that, that's higher. And thus publications can practically say whatever they want to, because in the past they have hid behind the malice clause, but Sarah Palin is making it so it's no more that way. And I say, bravo to her. Now, something happened. Let me say this up front, folks. I am tired of talking about crime, but it is by far the most important issue plaguing New York City and its residents and the people of the tri-state area that may occasionally come into New York City. Thus, I have an obligation to continue to point out things as they are happening. So something very interesting happened on one of the morning shows. I'm going to break it down. That could help New York City Mayor Eric Adams clamp down on crime. Let's face it. What Adams wants, what he wants, his anti-gun units, it's going to, of the NYPD, it's going to ruffle some feathers in terms of civil rights. There's no way around that. But I say, so be it. So be it. The city has to be safe. But the Reverend Al Sharpton, And I know how some of you feel about Reverend Sharpton. But Sharpton gave Adams some political cover for what is absolutely necessary for the police to do their jobs to clean up the city. Crime more and more each day is emerging as the chief issue for Eric Adams. I can make the point that's why he was elected. He was seen as the strongest on fighting crime and restoring order. I'll get to Sharpton in just a second. I want to start out with the Manhattan DA. I'm disappointed this morning. Give you some bullet points of two recent cases of Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. The district attorney's office asked for supervised release of a serial purse snatcher. How many arrests? 59. What did you say, Dominic? 59. 59 arrests for a suspect, a woman. It's been a revolving door of arrest. And again, this week, she avoided jail for yet another mugging. 59 arrests. Serial purse uh, snatcher, Nicole Green, 
46 years of age, picked up on a robbery charge Monday, was freed by a Manhattan judge that day after the district attorney's office asked, apparently, for supervised release. The latest charges come just days after she managed to uh, stay out of jail last Thursday for violating terms of her release in another robbery case. So, in other words, it was a court-mandated hearing. It doesn't matter anymore, practically, whether or not you're mandated to court because they're not being put back in a, in a jail. Another case, another bullet point, a career criminal who had a felony robbery charge against him, downgraded, you already know the district attorney's office, Alvin Bragg, was busted again Wednesday in an unprovoked sucker punch attack on a city sanitation worker. The suspect, 30-year-old Christian Hall, allegedly sneaked up from behind the victim, a 55-year-old man who was collecting trash outside a 115 West 23rd Street around 10 a.m. He then hit the man in the head without warning. Arrested at the scene by cops who took him into, uh, into custody. So those are just two bullet points of recent situations. Cases that are pending before the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg. We're taking your telephone calls, 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So now to Sharpton, to Reverend Dow Sharpton. Sharpton is calling on Adams, the mayor, to fight the increasing crime rates all over New York. Sharpton is complaining that businesses have been forced to such extreme security that retailers are even, quote, in Sharpton's words, locking up my toothpaste. And, folks, we've all seen it. Go to any uh, ShopRite, Dwayne Reed, and most of these stores, you have to ask a staffer, to they hit a buzzer, someone comes, and then they give you a product. And you stand there for five to ten minutes, waiting, 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 warning, waiting. So Sharpton says there is no doubt about it. He made the comment on uh, this morning's MSNBC Morning Joe when he was asked about uh, the, the story I told you about last night, the man that was accused of shoplifting, and he's caught on video doing it, 10 stakes from uh, a Manhattan... Uh, Trader Joe's. And so there is a debate, as Sharpton has uh, pointed out, in the uh, criminal justice system in which he says there are those that are concerned, like him, about overloading the system and the jails with petty crime. That's the Al Sharpton we know. And then he says, and listen to this, folks, but at the same time, you cannot have a culture where people are just at random robbing and stealing. I'm going to tell you uh, in a little bit a uh, allegation against the district attorney by a woman, uh, which as of right now does not appear to be credible, but I'm going to tell you about it in just a little bit. But I'm glad that Sharpton said what he said. Because Sharpton, whether you like him or love him, just gave the mayor of New York City cover, political cover, to do what is necessary. And what is necessary is to free the NYPD to make this city safe again. I say it night after night after night. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out this problem and what is the necessary solution. But we keep hearing from city city leaders, excuse me, it's coming, it's coming. But when, when the plainclothes units, anti-gun, whatever term you want to call them, please tell me they won't have on these silly uh, partial uniforms 
that will identify them as police. If that is what's going to happen, then you might as well not even waste your time attempting to do so. But Sharpton, trust me, folks, I've been at this game a long time, has given the mayor of New York City cover racially to do what's necessary to crack down, to clamp down. We all know something has to give. We're taking your telephone calls now. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to, uh, let's start with John in Hell's Kitchen this morning. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I'm going to be real quick because I know you got a lot of calls. Number one, if you were a point guard for the Knicks right now, you've been hitting a triple-double every night. You're you're like the Bernard King of radio for me Ooh, right wow. now. Because, wow. Because, well, thank you. That's very nice of you. Because you're telling the truth, Dominic. Right. Dominic, you're telling the truth. Right. And right. i got to tell you something. A couple of weeks ago, I heard you say, tick-tock, tick-tock, the clock is ticking. I sat outside today, Dominic, in Hell's Kitchen on a bench in the sun, and they better get something figured out before the weather gets nice. Because yes. when the weather gets nice, yes. and if they don't have it figured out, and Dominic, you and I are from the same, I'm from the Bronx, you're from the Bronx. Yes. If they don't have this figured out, by the time everybody's out styling and smiling, we are in deep trouble. John, you know what? You know what, man? You are on point. And the reason why you're on point is because, frankly, I hadn't even considered the weather element you are correct we're, we're going through hell now and it's cold and raining like 50 degrees and i was sitting out and i'm a street guy i'm a good guy but i could be a bad guy if you want me to be to defend myself but i don't want to do that that's never who i was i'm an artist mm-hmm. but i was watching i was watching white black green yellow it don't matter it ain't, it ain't about color anymore yo I was watching these kids, and they were looking, and they were checking, and, and, and there's a high school. There's a Beacon High School near me, which is supposed to be the best and the brightest. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Dominic? You know what we're missing? We're missing people to speak to the kids. People need to, like that movie with Morgan Freeman, Stand By Me. Remember that movie? Yes. Yes. We need people. We need people to speak to these kids and go, look, you're getting the wrong message. You're mm-hmm. hearing the wrong message. Like you, Dominic. You pulled yourself up. You talk about it all the time. Look, with the upbringing you had, and you've been honest about it, you could have won a whole different way, Dominic. Hey, John, John, I'm going to be completely honest. Two things I want to say here, and I normally don't say this because I don't want to send the wrong message. I was going to be good at something. I was going to be good at something. It was going to be either something good or something very bad. And thank God, in my case, because of police officers, uh, and people that stepped up in my life, I was able to go the right path. Um, but, you know, often in, the, in these situations, these kids are raising themselves these days. No one's teaching them anything. They turn on television. The message that comes from television and all the rap videos is do the wrong thing. Hey, go do the wrong thing as you're making that rapper a multimillionaire. John, I, I thank you for the call, and, and you, you're on point. Thank you very much, and you have a uh, – A beautiful morning. Let's go to Mitch in the Bronx. Good morning, Mitch. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, hello. Thank you. Good night. uh, Or good morning, I should say. But what I wanted to say was that with the Alvin Bragg situation, I think there's two sides. First of all, I couldn't believe when I first read that he was downgrading robbery with a weapon to a petty larceny. I couldn't believe that because that's, that's obviously very bad. If somebody commits a robbery with force or with a weapon, it needs to be prosecuted as a robbery, as a felony, and, and weapons possession. Uh, but he's made, you know, he apologized and he made some changes, and I, there are things I still don't agree with. The other side of the coin, though, is that the other extreme, you know, you had Khalif Browder, who killed himself. He was in Rikers for three years because he couldn't afford bail. Yes. He was charged with stealing a backpack, not robbery, but larceny, and, which, you know, not a victimless crime, but it's a nonviolent crime. And he came out of Rikers and he eventually killed himself, which... A lot of people believe it was because of what happened. He was in solitary and so on. That should never happen. I think that nobody who, who or a person who's arrested for a nonviolent crime, except maybe drug sales, should not be held in Rikers. Drug sales is a different story because you could say it's a violent crime. You're selling something that kills people. And the same thing with gun possession or gun sales. But the, the bail reform needed to happen. It absolutely had to happen. But... It wasn't supposed to apply to people charged with a violent crime. And since they, since they enacted it, it has. 
I read about somebody who was arrested for tr- physically trying to take a cop's gun away, and he was released without bail. That should never happen. The other thing, Ever. though, is that Ever. Rikers Island, they need to really, you know, you can't, you can't put people in a place that's like Dante's Inferno. That's, that place should, that should not be allowed to be open because of the conditions. Hey, the hey, but, but Mitch, correctional officers, the assault Mitch, by Mitch, correctional officers. Mitch, the, let, me you ask you, let me ask you a question here before I move on to the next call. I hear you about what you just said as it relates to Rikers. And I hear you uh, about the point you made about attacks on uh, correction officers, right? But my point is, do you think the public cares about what's going on at Rikers right now or what's going on in full living color in terms of on the streets of New York City? I think people care about what they see in front of them. I think we have to, both both things have to be examined. They're very, you know, really bad things on both sides. The bottom line is you cannot have people running around in the streets with guns, whether they use them or not. You can't have people on the street with guns. You can't have people assaulting people, knocking people down. That's, you can't have that, absolutely, positively. And might I add that with that lady who was killed by the subway train in the Times Square station, if the MTA would do what I've been trying to get them, if they would put up platform window, uh, excuse me, platform doors, platform gates, that wouldn't happen. And, I mean, it doesn't excuse the, the perpetrator, but it would not be possible to push somebody onto the tracks or to fall or to jump. I, and I they, hear, they I keep hear you, Mitch. Reason why- I, I hear you. I hear you, Mitch. I really do. Um, and, and I'm sorry to step in. It's just that I do have a lot of calls, and I have to move on to the next call now. I hear you on on the uh, on the MTA and the platforms. And, and what comes immediately to mind is when I was in uh, Japan – and they don't they don't seem to have these types of issues with their transportation uh system and in fact all i remember are the staffers that were on every platform and were wearing white gloves and they push people gently you know to fit them into the uh into the car into the cars but the point being staffers or at least at the train stations that i was in in tokyo they there were there were transit staffers everywhere everywhere Let's go to our friend Stan. Stan is in uh, Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. Welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Is that the name of the show? (laughs) I figured it was Jane something or other. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Got to laugh a little, you know? Yes, Uh, you do, Stan. You do. What is the cop? Who cares? Who cares? About Al Sharpton, bringing him in as, as if you, you're you bowing to, down to the king. You want me to Who tell you? Okay, damn oh, okay, you, okay you, you want me to tell you why now? Uh, no, uh, I'm not finished. Okay, wait, 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 I'm gonna let you finish, Dan. Right, but but, let, but, let, but let, me, let me just make the Who point can't? about about Sharpton. About Sharpton. Just give me one second. Listen, I understand how uh, many people feel about Reverend Sharpton, but I've said this repeatedly: whether you like him, whether you hate his guts, he is a kingmaker in New York City. Whether you're white, black, Asian, he is a kingmaker. You may not like that, Stan, but that's the way that it is. And when you have a Sharpton basically saying to the mayor of New York, what gives crime is out of control, that gives the mayor cover to do what is needed to do. And it seems like the Adams administration, like 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 they're, they're hesitant to do. And, and I can understand why, because as an African-American mayor, uh, the last thing in the world that he wants, it's almost like the Dave Dinkins situation that he had in Crown Heights. And so go ahead, Stan. Uh, so he has to bow down and kiss his ring or something else. Is that what you're saying? And that gives him carte blanche to do whatever he wants to do. Is that right? No, I, mean, I, 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 am say, I am saying that when the police start cracking down, you know, you can count down the activists, three, two, one. No justice, no peace. The NYPD is awful. I, I could go on and on and on. But when you have Sharpton there saying that this needs to be done, the noise level should go down, Stan. But please continue. Uh, the mayor, as I see him, doesn't need him, and he'll do what he has to do. And if it depends on giving him a pass by saying, you know, you can do this, who needs that? I mean, well, what does that say? You think it says he has power. I don't. The, this mayor will be either a great mayor or he'll be a bad mayor, with, with or without Sharpton. He doesn't need Sharpton. He needs to do what he has to do on his own. He doesn't need approval from any political leader in this city or the state. He will do what he has and, and because of the crime situation, he will handle it himself. If it shows that he's doing that because of him, he won't last too long in this town. I mean it. You think he will. 
I don't. I want him to do a great job. But kissing off to this guy, big mistake. I hope that's not the problem. Okay. Well, well, Stan, we we have to agree to disagree, and and we'll see we'll see exactly uh, what happens. Let's go to Joanne uh, on Long Island. Good morning, Joanne. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Hi, Dominic. Thank you very much. My call will be brief. I just want to thank you for what you do every single night, and I love listening to you. I love that you're the voice of reason, the voice of what's, you know, what's really right, the right way to act, do, to think, and just keep up the great work. We'll keep listening. Thank you. And you keep broadcasting. <laughs> well, thank you, Joanne. That's, uh, that's very kind of you to say. Folks, what I'm always going to do is tell you the truth and and often tell you the truth in terms of political terms, how it's shaping out politically. And that's that's what I promised to do on day one. That is what I am always going to do uh, here at WABC. And I do want to tell you that uh, whether you're in your car, you can listen to us great. But don't forget, folks, you can download the 77 WABC app in the App Store or Google Play Store, and that way you can listen to all your 77 WABC favorite shows. You can download the latest WABC podcast. Mine, of course, is uh, Dominic Carter City Hall. Go take a look. I think you'll like it. Um, you can. We'll be uh, starting back streaming in the next couple of days where you can see us on uh, video. And so you can get us on your smartphone, your tablet, your smart TV, Every way you can imagine, but please, if you haven't done so, go download the uh, WABC app in the uh, App Store or Google Play Store. And go check out the new Dominic Carter merchandise while you're at it at the 77 WABC store. You can do that right now or at your convenience. Go to WABCRadioStore.com wabcradiostore.com and find everything from Dominic Carter t-shirts to hats to jackets to bags and more. We do have a limited time a discount. Enter the discount code Dominic15, Dominic15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's discount code Dominic15 for 15% off your purchase. Go to wabcradiostore.com and get yours. And good morning. We are back, folks. Uh, I've been talking about Manhattan DA in part, Alvin Bragg, and um, a story I've been uh, reporting tonight on WABC. According to the uh, Daily Mail website, a disturbing allegation uh, was made by a woman against uh, then-candidate Bragg during the primary, and this apparently led to a George Soros-backed political action committee known as Color of Change to pull a half a million dollars in funding from his campaign last spring. Now, apparently, the woman made the complaint via text, text message, and never followed up on it, uh, but this organization apparently found the uh, allegation disturbing. We do not know what it is, uh, if this actually exists, and a uh, spokeswoman for Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg has responded, uh, saying that it is deeply problematic that a single text from an anonymous phone number is being used uh, in an attempt to discredit a public servant with an impeccable uh, track record. And also, as I've been talking about this morning, the Reverend Al Sharpton is calling on Mayor Adams, a former police captain, to address the city's spike in crime, calling the situation, according to Sharpton, out of control. And I'm quoting here uh, Sharpton, who made the comment on uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC, said, in fairness to Eric, he's only been mayor five weeks, but even as a fan of his, Eric, they're locking up my toothpaste. And that's the reality, folks. 
of uh, what we are dealing with in our local stores and at malls with the smash and grabs. Let's go right back to the telephone calls. Bergen County, good morning, Henry. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, good morning, Dominic. Thank good you. morning. Thank you. Listen, um, I'm, you know, I'm a 40-year-old, and I have a little bit of a bias to to um, keeping police officers safe. I had a an individual that came through who was a female police officer, and she got gunned down literally, quite literally, in a struggle. You know, and it was a high-speed chase that had happened. This was years ago, years ago. Her okay. name. Hey, wait, hey, name, Henry. She has a memorial. I, 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 want, you to, I want you to continue. But, Henry, let me be clear here. I want to go back to something you initially said. Anybody yeah. in their right mind must have a bias to keeping police officers safe. But please continue. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, the reason, mainly to just shift my point real quick here, my main point was having – Having the hate when Giuliani was back in the 80s and he had I forget which term it was. You're going to have to help me um, if it was his first or second where he brought on the vice squads to take down any of the high the high and mighty mafiosos that were around in that era. That vice squad did what they had to do to actually eliminate the opposition. uh, Of course. But actually, Henry, he started that prior (laughs) To um uh, to to becoming mayor, I recently sat down with uh, CNN for a special that's coming up on Mayor Giuliani. It won't it won't make it until the uh, end of the end of the year. But I said in the special that Rudy Giuliani, Henry, and I really believe this uh, is one of the greatest mayors of New York City ever, and will go down in history that way. Uh, whether you love Giuliani or hate Giuliani, the man was effective. We don't need political correctness correctness right now we need somebody that's going to say get out of my way this is what our police are doing and if you don't like it i'll see you in court please continue henry before if i, I move may on. if i may it's, it's not about political correctness it's about political effectiveness you know let's take that term and coin that because pc is pc and it works in in very 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 um Tiny man in a very tiny manner, but political effectiveness is what we need now. Maybe this, you know, Eric Adams having his first term, you know, he doesn't want to step off step off of the ledge too quickly and have this turn into something something chaotic. But you know, I would see this like whatever. I mean, if Sharpton is behind him, Sharpton is behind him, and and he'll you know they'll take they're going to take that and run with it. You know, hopefully. Well, Henry, I I thank you for the call. You made some uh, good points there. I I will recite something that I've been uh, that I've said before as a caller just uh, referenced uh, this morning, and that is tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. When does the crackdown begin? Now, maybe, maybe, and benefit to the mayor. Maybe it's already started. And he's trying to do it quietly so that it, it hits the ground running. But tick tock, tick tock. And Mr. Mayor, it, 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 politically, you can't continue to take these daily hits with these crime stories. Every day, every day, it's a different crime story. And, you know, to Adam's credit, uh, he did go to uh, Albany uh calling for a change in the law. It's it's dead on arrival as it relates to uh, bail reform. He's fighting an uphill battle practically by himself, where Albany does not want to uh, hear any of this. Well, let's see what Frank in uh, Staten Island has to say. Good morning, Frank. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, doing Good morning. I was telling the screener, you know, it feels like the winner of the mayor, mayor race was not Eric Adams. It feels like Maya Wiley is the winner. That's how it feels right now. With, with the policies that are out there to fund the police, a soft on crime, nothing's getting done. Alvin Bragg, black and brown, black and brown all the time. They have to hear the victims' victims. It sounds like Maya Wiley, is, is, she, she became the mayor Some it's through Eric Adams. It's really mm. weird. That's the it's my interpretation of this whole thing right now. It, really, every time I wake up in the morning, it feels like Maya Wiley is the mayor. Well, like, 
I hear I hear you, Frank. But but if uh, Miss Wiley had become the mayor of New York, I think she would have already proposed a uh, budget cut. And this is not a laughing matter uh, to yeah. the budget of the NYPD. So, I mean, you know, we've been there with uh, give Mayor uh, Adams some time. But again, I will say tick tock, tick tock. Thank you, Frank, for the call. Let's stay on sat on Staten Island. Let's say good morning to Jerry. Jerry, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic, how you doing? Good morning. I I'm, I'm well. Go ahead. So, oh, I'm saying it's so it's getting so bad for the Democrats right now that even Al Sharpton is now taking a shot at Adams. It's just blowing up in their face how bad everything's going. The rats are jumping off the ship. It's it's a disgrace what's happening. I hope it's a red wave in November all throughout America and get this country back in track because these these liberal crazy Robin Door, you know, uh VAs letting it's just it's a disgrace. Absolute disgrace. Mm-hmm. Criminals belong behind bars, mm-hmm. not next to you on a bus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I I'm just uh, sick of it all. I I I agree with you. Um <laughs> that's how I feel and um you know, I, I, I don't I don't understand. Listen, what were were there uh racial disparities in the past uh within our country, our great country? Yes. Uh ha- has has society made great effort to improve them? Yes. Have they been improved in certain areas? Yes. I was listening, Jerry, uh on my way in. Uh, to Rita's show, Rita Cosby, who does a wonderful show every night. And she was focusing on Black Lives Matter. And as somebody who's covered these things, again, my career is uh, is uh, almost uh, 40 years, and I'm laughing because I can't believe it's been that long, Jerry. But, you know, sometimes we in the media, we play to extremes. And half of these people that are saying these outrageous things, thank you for the call, Jerry, saying these outrageous things, uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, these are people that normally don't get any attention, and they're radical, and some of them are, are, are nutty. And we're putting a mic in front of them. It's almost in, in, an incendiary-type situation, what we're doing. We're putting mics in front of people that are losers, that normally would get no attention in life and we're acting like they represent a people. No, they don't represent a people. Most people get up, go to work, try to live a good life, try to raise their kids and do what they have to do. They don't try and shake down other races or people for the shortcomings that happen to be in their lives and blaming someone else for the fact that you didn't get up off your backside and do what you need to do with your life, and now you want to take someone else's belongings or, or, or harm someone else. It is just it is just ridiculous. Let's go to, to our friend Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I yeah. um, I personally believe that uh, Bragg is a lost cause. Whatever he promised, he has no intentions of keeping his word. Um, it, it's basically he's going to continue. You know, he's just playing games with the mayor. He's playing games with the people. And I said again, uh, New York, the people, the good people will leave. The bad people, and unfortunately the poor people who aren't bad, but they're stuck in the city because they're poor, that will be the city. That will become New York. Okay, so Michael, so if, if, if Michael, if Mr. Bragg, don't, don't lose him, please. If Mr. Bragg is playing games, as you said, and the indications are based on uh, how I started the show this morning, then Mr. Bragg has to go. He's not going to go because the people that are left in the city basically will vote for him. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the next election. I'm I'm talking, no, 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 no. Not the next election. What I am clearly saying, Michael, and I have tried to uh, not make this type of comment, but if he continues along the path that he's continuing, the governor, uh, as soon as the election, as soon as the election is over, 
the governor has to act. If he continues along this path, he has to go. There's no other way. There's no other way to state it. There's no other way to deal with this. If he's going to do, Michael, what he's doing now as district attorney, he cannot stay in office. Will he will because the governor won't do it for the simple reason she needs the city to win the governorship the next time or to move up. She will not go against him. So talk and talk and say nothing. It's not going to help. It, it, it isn't. It's too late. The city is gone. My advice to, to the people left, if you can afford to leave, get out. Get out now because if you live in a condo or a co-op, the value of your apartment will plummet because nobody will want to live here. Get out now while the getting is good. Move to the suburbs and pray that the suburbs don't go like the city. And that's all I can say. Well, Michael, I, I thank you for the call. And, folks, I'm looking at my uh at my Twitter right now, and one way, Ray 14, bless your heart. I see your Cafe Bustello in the background, the uh, K-Cups, but he's he's showing his Alexa, and we can see where it's on 77 WABC. Again, folks, you can download the 77 WABC app in the App Store or Google Play Store, and please do so. Thank you very much. One Way Ray 14. Have a great morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC coming up at 1 a.m. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Frank will be here at 1. He'll join me in just a couple of minutes. We see all of your telephone calls. We are going to get to as many of them as humanly possible. I will be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And go former Alaska Governor Sarah Palin taking the uh, witness stand on uh, Wednesday. And she told the New York City jury about her now quiet life as a single mom uh, at her liberal, uh, her libel, excuse me, her libel trial against the New York Times. And I say bravo to Sarah Palin because folks, um, I recall, and I'm going back, I'm aging myself a little bit now, as a graduate student at uh, Syracuse University in journalism at the Newhouse School, we had to take a class in, in libel. And one of the things that they taught us uh, initially at school is the law, right? So when someone sues for defamation of character, and boy, whether she wins or loses, Sarah Palin, she has the New York Times on the ropes. No, it wasn't my fault. It was him. It was her. No, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I'm sorry. I take all the fa- I take all the blame. Put it all on me. Ah, the New York Times, the great New York Times, Sarah Palin. This is what happens when I, I tell you, folks, one person can change the world. The New York Times banked on the fact that through the different courts, that the case, the defamation case that Sarah Palin bought, or brought, that is, would be dismissed. And boy, did they guess wrong. The courts, it, it, it made it all the way through, and it's before the Southern District right now. Now, here's the problem that Sarah Palin faces, and I'm not going to go through all the details in the case, but and what they taught us in journalism school. When you are a public figure, for example, she's a public figure, I'm a public figure, anybody on the radio, anybody on television, a person that defames you, you have to also prove something, what's called actual malice. And that's tough. Because that means that not only does the statement have to be not true, you have to prove that the person that wrote it, said it, uh, stated it on television, that they knew it was not true. Which means that you've got to have documentation or get inside their head to actually prove that they knew the information was not correct. But I say bravo to her because... She is standing up, to Sarah Palin is standing up to the New York Times. She is getting her day in court and pick up any of the tabloids or newspapers and they are just scrambling. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. It was him. It was her. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll fall and take all the blame myself regarding an editorial. 
One lady standing up to the New York Times, and she is winning. Back to our topic at hand, uh, crime. Yet once again, Reverend Al Sharpton uh, telling uh, Mayor Eric Adams on television, on MSNBC, hey, man, you got to crack down on crime. They're locking up toothpaste. And, yes, they're locking up toothpaste. They're stealing steaks. I mean, they, they the, the lowest element of our society you have emboldened to do whatever they want to do. Thank you very much, Mr. District Attorney. Thank you very much. And that's uh, Attorney Bragg, District Attorney Bragg. Thank you very much, progressives. Right? So you did all of this to correct racial inequities. Well, what what have you solved? What what have you corrected? Besides making us all uh, somewhat feel dangerous uh, in terms of uh, going. So let me give you an example, folks, before I go right back to the telephone call. So one of the things that I'm not good at is gassing up my car. And so I wait until the last minute. I drive on E, and every now and then I'll run out of gas like I did one day on the um, on the George Washington Bridge. And the gentleman pulled up, and he said, I know who you are. And he was in the big truck, and I'm embarrassed. And he goes, Mr. Carter, let me help you get some gas. And so he helps me out. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming to the station tonight. Um, it was about 10 o'clock, give or take. And I'm coming over uh, I'm 138th Street from Manhattan. Yeah, it's from the Bronx to Manhattan. And there's a gas station um, there. And so I would never do something like this. But as I was getting gas, I'm like, you better turn around and look behind you and make sure no one walks up on you and sucker punches you. This is the reality that we deal with, that we live in now. Let's go to Sam in my home county of Rockland. Good morning, Sam. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. It's really a pleasure to speak to you. Thank I love you. to listen to you. Thank you. Listen, let me tell you, let's listen, let's be very blunt. Eric Adams from day one, okay, was always a rebel. Okay. Whether he was in the police department, he stirred up a lot of trouble. What was the first thing he did? The second day he became mayor, he went down to Queens to one of the precincts over there and giving a whole kind of speech how he's going to hold the cops accountable, that there's going to be a special, uh, you know, kind of overlooking the cops. And then he goes, he goes on to CNN, and what is he talking about? He needs his brother Bernard to be his personal security because he's afraid of white supremacists. You understand what's going on? So his entire ideology, his entire um, eye, the way he looks at the city is totally false. So, you know, when was the last time we had a white supremacist attack somebody in New York City? Okay, it's 99 percent. You have black people attacking people every single day, whether it's in Brooklyn, whether it's in Manhattan, whether it's in Harlem or Bronx, all those shootings. How many shootings were done from white supremacists over the last year? Okay, so if he wants to continue down this path, nothing is going to change. And in the same time, he can change this around very quickly. Did he sit down over the last four or five weeks with Commissioner Bratton or with Giuliani and take some tips from them on how to turn around this place because they have a proven track record? Or did he sit down with this big loser, Mario Cuomo, that instituted this whole entire new bill reform? Andrew Cuomo, not Mario. Mario, right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. Andrew Cuomo, okay? So he instituted the whole entire no-bill reform, okay? So he's, he's going to be the guy that's going to give him the insight how to lead the city? Why doesn't he go directly to the right people that did so much for the city in the last 25 years and had solid proven results with crime going down every single year after year? It was the safest, largest city. But you don't see him doing that. So mm-hmm. I have, you know, I, I, you know, stop fooling, you know, people are fooling themselves. He was never a good candidate, okay? He's a fake phony like all the other ones, all the liberals. All they want to do is is get into office, be this Mr. Big Shot, okay, and not do anything. And they don't care how many dead people are out there. They just don't care. And watch what's happening. This is happening New York, Chicago, L.A., Michigan, wherever you go. Wherever there's liberal Democrats in control, this is what's happening on a grand scale. 
Well, so there's nothing what to talk about. It's very obvious, and people don't see it. You know, I always say, a friend of mine told me, I'm still from the old Democrats. I said, pal, there's no such a thing as an old good Democrat anymore. you got to choose sides. If you're a Democrat, you are on the evil side. You are against America. You are against moral values. You are against family values. That's what hmm. you are if you're a Democrat today. They are a party of anti-Semites. They're a party of racists. They are a party. They did more damage for the black community. They are more racist than any white supremacist will ever be. Okay. And this is I, what the Democrat Party is today. I got you, Sam. Uh, you you said a lot there. Um, I I want to believe that, and I I do believe that not all Democrats are uh, bad people. Um, I do strongly feel that progressives have great have greatly harmed our country, and we have gone down the wrong path, and. This is not a way to lift people up, what progressives are doing. All you are doing is further, if you will, victimizing them because there are some people that should not see the light of day, period. And now you have um, homeless people and and whatever term you want, they just walk into a store and steal whatever they can. This is the world that we live in in 2022. Let's go to our friend Dominic. Good morning, Dominic in Wappingers uh, Falls. Uh, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, Dominic. Hi, my friend. <laughs> What's going on, Dominic? Listen, I have a couple couple of things I want to say, and please don't take this the wrong way. Okay. I'm a straight shooter just like you are. Okay. But we, we let all the black and brown people out of the jails because – inequity right so now we have all this crime going on maybe the black and brown people are the ones that were creating the crimes and that's the reason why we got a crime problem on our hands well maybe they well, need well, hey, hey dominic and i'm not i'm not taking this the wrong way um uh, when we say the black and black and brown people some some uh that that not not all black and brown people are committing crime. I would say an overwhelming majority, as I stated earlier, want to live a good life and get up and go to work every day like everybody else. But you do have, we you're right about, you do have this criminal element and is the worst of the worst, and they are people of color. There's no way around that, period. I, I agree with you 100% because I, I look, I, I talk to you and I don't see color, okay? I don't hear color. I see you as a an American, okay? And I see you as a fellow American that I would love to have in my neighborhood as my neighbor. Okay? So I, I, I don't see I don't see that. But Candace Owen and Leo Leo Terrell, I follow a lot. And I love Candace Owen. I think she's the she's the best. She's just like you, level headed. She said, Why is it my people have to make excuses for bad behavior? And I I, I got taken back by her saying that. Mm-hmm. Well, what's your feeling on that? Well, to be honest with you, she she's correct. I mean, listen, I always promise to be a, a straight shooter, and, and you and you know what you know what's funny, Dominic. I I do have to go in a second here because uh, Frank Morano is coming up. But one thing you you mentioned uh, prices for homeowners, right? So here I am, a black man, right? You better believe I don't want an undesirable moving into my neighborhood. Do you think I want an undesirable to, to lower property values in, in my home and, and my home goes down in value $200,000? Of course not. That's, no, not but- that's not racist to say. That's called, that's called dollars. It's called green. Dominic, we're going to have to continue this tomorrow, unfortunately, because uh, I do have Frank Morano coming up. But, you know, folks, and, and we, we, we fight for opportunity, right? So I, I'm going to keep it real, as the kids say, right? So here's opportunity. Because of John Katsimatidis, Margot Katsimatidis, a black man right now is on this show, hosting this show. And they have never brought up color to me and never once told me what to discuss. A black man is on WABC at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, boast nerdly. That's opportunity. It's not about race. I don't want an undesirable, you better believe, Black Lives Matter shows up in my neighborhood, I'm calling the police. Period. 
because I don't want those clowns there lowering my property values. Period. Frank Morano, now that I'm on a roll here. Bo Snirdley is black? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Good to see you. Don't worry. I'm, gonna, I'm not moving into your neighborhood. I know you don't want those undesirable types there. I live amongst the undesirables. Believe me. Well, well, I, I would never refer to anyone as undesirable. Yes, I know. But, I know. But yeah. I'm I'm proud of the community that I live in, yeah, of course, and, of course. and and I don't want someone in my community is going to lower the property but value. No, no doubt, and you work hard to get you know into a community like that. Absolutely. So how are you this morning? I'm before, doing great. Before we get into doing great, here. you're doing, doing great. great. Yeah, you look great. I, I, I feel good. Feel Haircut good. looks good. Thank you. What Thank do you, you have coming up this morning? Action Pack Show. We have one of my favorite uh, commentators on TV and radio joining me in the four o'clock hour, Michael Smirkanish, who I wow. find to be one of the most fair, interesting, He's really uh, good. opinionated He's people really good. out there on both TV and radio. He's going to join me at four thirty. And then uh, it is Thursday, so we're going to do the AC report at 3.30. I'm looking forward to that. A lot of things happening in Atlantic City. And, you know, a lot of people follow this Free Britney movement. A couple of weeks ago, I did sort of Mm -hmm. a follow-up to that with the Free Nichelle Nichols movement, who played Uhura on Star Trek. Well, there, what a lot of people are in these abusive conservatorships or abusive guardianships that aren't famous, believe it or not. So uh, I'm going to talk with a gentleman named Jonathan Martinez, who is all about getting folks help who are in these abusive guardianships and exposing the need for conservatorship reform. So I'm looking forward to that. That's coming up in about a half hour. We're going to follow up on the story that you've been doing on uh, Al Sharpton being the new hero of the anti-crime movement and a wide variety of other things we have uh, on tap for today. We're going to have some fun, too. And so I listened uh, to all of the interview last night at 1 a.m. Oh, with Dr. Sky. Yes, yes, yes. It's a pretty was, interesting guy, right? Yes, pretty good, pretty good. Thank interesting you. stuff. Thank so, you. I, I don't know, and I've said this to you off the air, I don't know how you do what you do because well, you may talk about one issue, one hour, the next hour it's something completely different. Well, that's, you know, the, I, I appreciate you mentioning that. I do try to do that because, you know, my thinking is, or if you're not interested in what I'm doing for 10 minutes, come back in 10 minutes and you, there'll be something else you are interested in. There, there will never be a whole show that you're not interested in. Not Good impossible. Point. Good point. You select the next phone call. All right. How about uh, Steve and Beth Page? Steve, good morning. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Hi. Uh, good morning. I listen to both of your shows. Um, Dominic, I follow you on Twitter, and I your family is beautiful. So thank you, thank you, very kind of you to say. Thank you, sir. I retired from. I want to rebut the gentleman who called up earlier about the unfortunate inmate who committed suicide in the punitive segregation unit. Um, I saw it in 1988. It was a far different place than it is than it is now. Now it's even worse. Uh, it was bad, uh, and every, it was all races were there. It was a representative of the uh, city. And we were all, everybody there was together. I still talk to many retired officers, black, white, Spanish, Asian. I still talk to guys that are still active. And it, at, right now, the island is insane. So the people that are there are very incompetent. Um, the best time that was there was when Giuliani was mayor and uh, Mr. Carrick was commissioner. It, it, the violence dropped. And also, speaking on that young man, uh, he was in tune of segregation. No one knows why. Where are and you talking about, Khalif Brower? Um, yes, I yes. So. That, that's his name. Yes, yes, yes. He, he was in segregation case. because it's, sometimes he he struck back when he was attacked, and sometimes he was just attacked, and he was so small that it was very hard. But I do have to step in, Steve, because we're out of time. You can give us a call back uh, during Frank's show, or you can call back tomorrow. It's up to you. But uh, he was referring to Khalif Browder. And you and I, there are so many things you and I could talk about for hours at a time frame. You want to stick around for one more hour? You're welcome to. We're not going to pay you anything next time, but stick around if you want. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, folks. Trust me, you want to keep it right there. I will be back tomorrow, same time, same station. Talk Radio 77 WABC. <laughs>